Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. Lord Jesus, He cares about the small stuff in our life. There are some things I can look back and I'm like, Lord, I can't believe you cared about that. It was small. Like when I was a little kid, I lost my Ken's doll head. You know, the Ken's doll head that could pop off. Yeah. Somehow his popped off and I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. I tore up my whole room looking for his head. And as a little kid, the Lord did this to teach me a lesson. I started praying. I wanted my Ken doll's head back. I felt bad for Barbie. She lost her boyfriend because he had no head. And, um, I just, I felt bad. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And one day, all of a sudden, there's his head. It was like a year later, I found his head. Because the Lord cared about the small stuff. And he taught me how to pray as a little kid. Even if it was a doll, if it was a doll's head, he's taught me how to pray. And it came in, it came in handy when I, like years later, and I got older and I was relearning how to pray. He cared about the small stuff. Um, Think about how beautiful the beard of Jesus is. But Isaiah 50, verse 6, because it was important back then. The men, their beards, it was very important to them back then. Um, In Isaiah 50, verse 6, I gave my back to those who struck me. And me is capitalized, meaning it's Jesus. And my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from the shame and spitting. He was willing to be struck, spit on, and his beard plucked out. Could you imagine the pain? Uh, No. He did it because he loved us. Love, true love is work, and he is, that shows his love for us. And yet we don't have time for him, do we? No, no, let's not have time for him. Let's do what we want to do. Never mind what the Lord's done for us. Um, In verse 14, his hands are rods of gold set with barrel. His body is carved ivory inlaid with sapphires. This is showing strength. Remember in Revelation 19, 15, out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. She, there's strength here. I, I look at a man's hands, not because I'm like weird checking out other men, um, but I notice men's hands because it tells me about their character. Is it a hardworking hand or is it a soft, non-working hand? Now, I'm not saying, and you got a surgeon, you know, you don't necessarily want calluses on a surgeon. You want a surgeon with a good scalp. So I'm not saying that, but I do look at a guy's hands. How hard do you work? I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, we had one person working with us and I took me two minutes of meeting him going, nope. He had a softness about him, not a softness, like a gentle, nice softness. I'm talking about a softness like I really don't want to work. I'm here because... I'm just going to use y'all as a stepping stone to where I want to go. And that's pretty much what happened. And they didn't stay long. In fact, I even opened my mouth to one of the higher ups because they're like, oh, such and such is leaving. I'm like, oh, I'm not shocked. I'm surprised it stayed this long. And he looked down and goes, yeah, me too. <laughs> but because I, it didn't take me long. I'm, I was interviewing somebody one day. And if she had walked up to me and said, hey, I'm not shaking hands right now. I'm not comfortable because, you know. COVID or whatever. Okay. I respect that. 
But she didn't say a word. All she did is she barely took her hand and she barely grabbed my hand for a handshake. I almost turned around and said, we're done. You may leave now. Oh, I agree. I have a mistake because I always teach even women. I teach make sure you have a good, strong handshake because Mm -hmm. your hand's going to say a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I saw this and I read it, I'm like, I get her. She wants a man with a good, strong hands. She wants to know that he's hardworking and that he's protective and he's not scared of getting his hands dirty. And so I see that in this and that I'm so thankful that the Lord was not afraid to get dirty because I'm pretty sure that that whole beating he took and walking from Jerusalem to this uh, Golgotha and getting, you know, beaten and bruised. That was not clean. That was not clean. Are you okay? I am. Okay. I, I am. I'm just listening. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, that I thought maybe was a very trying. messy situation. It was very messy. I thought maybe you wanted to say something. And I'm like, oh. I won't shut up. No, 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 no. <laughs> so in verse 15, his legs are pillars of marble set on bases of fine gold. His countenance is like Lebanon, excellent as the cedars. His mouth is most sweet. Yes, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. And this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. Remember how the, you remember the daughters of Jerusalem earlier? It's like, how is he different? How is he different from everybody else? Well, I think she's showing him how he's different. Yep. And she did a good job. He is strong and sturdy. He's planted. Um, we can go back to Revelation 19 about a sword, if you want to, out of his mouth. But how many scriptures can we find the sweet words of Jesus? Come, all ye who are heavy laden. Come and heal the brokenhearted. He said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. And John, um, yeah. Cast your burdens on me. Me, exactly. Those are such sweet words from the Lord. Yeah, I got you. All you have to do is give yourself yeah. to me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. I hold your tears in yeah, my hand. Exactly. You can try other paths, but I'm going to let you know. I'm the path. Come to me. I'll take care of you. I'm the living water. I'm the bread of life. He has such sweet, sweet words. And and what we should, our favorite should be on in John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I call you friends for all things that I heard from my Father I've made known to you. He calls his friend. What other deity says you're my friend? I'm shaking my head. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I know. shaking my head. Yes. I so full agreement. So when someone says, well, why is your God different? Because my God calls my one. My God is living Two, mine calls me a friend. Three, mine was willing to die for me and pay my debt that I couldn't pay Four, we went back to living because he rose from the dead. And guess what? He's coming back for me. Yep. So if you're saying, saying, my God's coming back for me, (laughs) he's coming back for me. He didn't leave me here. I'm here until he calls me home. Yeah. Because God made us a promise. It says that in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We do the bad things, don't we? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's not like there's an exception to that rule. Um, But he said that if we call on the name of the Lord, he would save us. John 3.17 says, for God did not, you know, I feel bad for John 3.17. Everybody talks about John 3.16, but everybody leaves off John 3.17, which says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that that the world through him might be saved. Jesus came to earth to live a sinless life. For he made him who know no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And God said, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts he was raised from the dead, we would be saved. And Jesus kept telling us, 
um, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise again. And he thought it was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And like we keep saying, he's coming back from heaven. He went to a place to prepare a place for us. Joanna, if God created the world in six days and we see the majesty of this world in all its intricate details. Yeah, there you go. We see all that. Can you imagine that Jesus went to prepare a place for us and it's been thousands of years? Can you imagine what it's going to look like? Okay, so I've tried. Thousands of years? And I I literally can't. All I know is my little area is going to be very sparkly. I think everybody's is going to be sparkly after and, 2,000 years. Yeah, and that is all that I know. Yeah. Uh, I can't even, our our minds cannot fathom. There's no way. John described the, the beauty. Yeah, the beauty. I mean, John did his best to describe what he saw in Book of Revelation. And I know, and I have a feeling that he couldn't even put in words all that he saw. There probably wasn't even anything in the vocabulary to yeah. even describe it. Limited vocabulary. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, wow, Lord, if you're taking this many thousands of years, one, you want to see everybody saved, but two, you're working, you're working because you said that I go to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you myself. And where I am there, you may be also. It didn't say I'll prepare a place for you to, in, for just a little while. And then when I feel like it, I'll come back for you. Yeah. He's still preparing a place because that's that picture of the Jewish wedding that the groom did not come back for the bride until the father said her place is ready. Father God has not told his son to come get us because our place is not ready. I'm so excited. I mean, like colors our eyes can't see here on earth. I know. I can't imagine. Yeah. This is a a broken, ugly world compared to what we're going to. Yeah. What we're going to go see. And what he's going to wait. And and then when we all come back for him to sit on the throne of David in the city of Jerusalem, he's going to redo like a remodeling. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine not having the sun, but his glory instead. And I keep thinking, I'm like, wait, does that mean there's no more winter? I mean, if you think about it, Adam and Eve, there couldn't have been a winter. God had not planned on a winter. Why do I know this? Because Adam and Eve was naked. Okay, that yeah. was going to get cold. Yeah. So I don't think he planned on winter. He didn't plan on biting bugs. I mean, it was just supposed to be the two in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Now, mind you, don't misunderstand. This didn't take him by surprise. No, 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 so, no. He knew exactly what yeah. was going. I'm just saying is, yeah, you're right. It didn't take him by surprise. He already had a plan of salvation it because he says Adam that. and Eve by, by surprise. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> um, the book, uh, um, Galatians, Ephesians, Galatians, Ephesians, Ephesians, Ephesians. Um, he knew us before the world was formed. Oh, yeah. Jesus was the beginning of the beginning. So he knew that Adam and Eve was going to so- sin. He knew what was going to happen. But his his plans were never for winter. It was never for biting bugs. It was never having to eat critters. Dangerous childbirth. Yeah. Painful childbirth. childbirth. None of that was in his plan. But because of sin entered the world, that's what we got. But he said, but I'm coming to save you. I'm not going to leave you there. Yeah. Our world started decaying. And yeah. had a, he had to, he didn't switch things up because they were already in place. But we messed things up. Yeah. But he already had a plan and in place. So we have consequences. It's like of, it's yeah. kind of like having paper towels ready. You see your child, they're trying to pour a glass of milk for the first time by themselves. You got your paper towels ready. You oh, know yeah. it's going to spill because they've never done this before. You know it's going to spill. You got your paper towels ready. And you're like, okay, go for it. Yeah. You know, there's a few things I wish I was a little bit more uh, lenient on Steve, letting him experience instead of being worried about the mess. Yeah. But God's just like, yeah, you're going to make a mess of it. I got my paper towels. Let's go. Yeah. Because he already knew what was going to happen because he already thought about us. He already loved us. He loved us first. Yeah. 
uh, love takes work. I agree. So um, unless you've got any final thoughts, we're going to let you pray to see if anybody wants to receive Jesus. um, We're only at two and a half hours. Do you want to go to chapter six then? It's only four pages. Okay, let's go to chapter six. Can we take a little pause? Because some of us might need a visit. Yeah, me too. The necessary room. Pausing. Okay. Y'all will only miss us for a second. Okay. So, um, y'all may not know there was a pause, but we did do a pause. Uh, We were going to go move into uh, Songs of Solomon chapter six, but instead we decided we wanted um, our Pastor Ray to join us again, aka our producer, aka our editor, because he is in First Peter chapter three, and it just really ties really well with Songs of Solomon five because it's about true love takes work. And when you do this true love, when you get into first Peter, you're going to see some of things that we have to do to show that true love. That takes a lot of work, right? It does. I guess this is my intro. Yes, this is your intro. Oh, it's my intro. And I'm glad to be here. Drum Good. roll? Do we do? Yes. No, you should do your caca There's again. actually a drum roll in the caca, thing there. I'm not messing with this thing. It's too complicated. Okay. <laughs> The recorder has a drum roll in it or we something. We need there. to find that. Find that button, Joanna. Oh, find this the button. Could be so fun. what were all those titles you gave me? Director, producer? Sure. Editor. Editor. Pastor. Oh, husband. Pastor. Oh, you like husband, too? Boy, I Friends. call myself from disaster to pastor, Jesus broadcaster. <laughs> no, I like it. I, I like it. it. I, that's right. That's exactly right. But so um, we've been talking about and and Book of Songs of Solomon is all about our relationship with Jesus. It's about God's relationship with his people, the Jews. It's about and we talk about that. There's no such thing as replacement theology. Um, The church did not replace them. We get grafted in. And so we in in chapter five, we've really been talking about how true love takes a lot of work. And you had gone into you. When, during one of our pauses, you were talking to us about First Peter chapter three, and it's talking about you know women submitting to their husbands, and a lot of women don't like that word. And we actually had talked about the S word about submitting, and how I found when I finally was able to accept it and and get on board, because I always said it in lip service, oh yeah, I submit to my husband, but I realized my actions and my lips were not matching, and so I found it very freeing to understand God's order. Well, first off, let me say this, um, the idea of submitting to a husband. And I, I'm glad you said that uh, loving one another takes a lot of work. You definitely learned that out of me, I assume. Um, anyway. <laughs> I, know you, I know I'm a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the whole idea of learning to submit. Um, first off, that word just doesn't sound like a nice word today, and people automatically get upset by it. A lot of this has to do with the fact that, like, when you're working with dirty goggles on, like you're working out in a plant or you're out Garden, mowing grass yeah. and you got grass all over your goggles and you can't see, you can't cut a straight line in the grass, you, you can't see what you're doing. Right. And when you when you have dirty lenses, you can't perceive anything proper. Well, the world today is functioning with dirty lenses because culture has said, submit is a bad word, bad word, bad word. We don't do that. And so you got a lot of people today with dirty goggles, and when they hear this part of the Bible talk about submitting to their husband, they can't even see it right to begin with, and so they're never going to understand the point of this. Right? They're automatically say, mm-hmm. against it, and they don't know why, but I know why, because they're not even seeing right in the first place. So your bias, the bias that has been taught you to not like this word, 
by our culture, the toxic masculinity, the feminism that runs crazy. I don't need no man and men are nothing. All this, it, it goes both ways from both sides, both genders. Okay, I get it. But they're clouding everything up. If your lenses are, are clouded up, there's smudges all over me. It got dirt. The, the world's filth all over your lenses. You can't even see straight. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. Remove that that bias. Just take away everything you've always been taught, the way the movies have put it to you, the way the, the agendas have put it to you, and just listen to God's word for a minute. Put all that aside. Get your bias out of the way. Your bias will keep you from understanding the word of God. We're going to talk about submission, but we want you to hear it correctly. Uh, real quick about submission. I, I heard a story when I was in... Uh, my first day in hermeneutics class in Bible college. It was very interesting. The professor said, I'm going to teach you all how to read the Bible. And we're all in, you know, we're various ages. We had people in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and on up. And what do you mean we don't know how to read? He goes, okay. He said uh, something to this effect. Let's say that you have a, a daughter and she's very upset. And she's very troubled. And you're like, hey, you got to talk to me. What's going on? And she's scared to talk to you. But finally, you get her to talk to you. You're like, hey, if you're going to tell anybody, at least tell me I'm your parent. And they tell you, well, okay, I'll tell you, well, I've conceived a child. And so out of wedlock, out of wedlock. So as a parent, what are you going to do? What are you going to do that this child has done this? What are you going to do with them? What would you do? Oh, well, you, your first response is, oh, well, I'm going to love you and, and we're going to work through this and we're going to get through together. Okay, we're going to love, forgive. We're going to get through this and all that stuff. Okay, because we're Christians, we're believers. That's the way right. we work, right? Okay, well, let's say you have a spouse that's bothered by something. And you say, well, hey, I'm your, I'm your husband or whatever. I'm your spouse, whatever. And if you can't tell me, who can you tell? You, you should be able to tell me. And they tell you the same thing. That they conceived a child they out of wedlock. They conceived a child outside of wedlock. They, they did, uh, oh, oh. Now <laughs> you see how different we are. Now, now everybody's mad. And I tell you, when the professor. threw my pencil down. Yeah. I backed up. <laughs> when the professor yeah. brought this up, the whole class went wild. Right. And this was the first day in Bible college. He, he goes, oh, y'all are going to have a time in this school. Because everybody went crazy. Oh, that's different. Oh, how's it different? Right. They committed the same sin. You're just weighing it different by how it affects you personally, because you have a bias that was put into you by your culture that says, no, that's different. All of a sudden, we're not Christians anymore. All of a sudden, we're not forgiving anymore. All of a sudden, we're not loving anymore, and all of a sudden, we're not going to do whatever it takes to get through this because that's what Jesus would have done. Right. We hold them very different. There's your dirty goggles right there. Right. That's your bias. And friends, I want to tell you, when we're talking about submitting, oh, the evil, so I'm not going to do that. How dare a man tell me to submit to him? Okay. You got dirty goggles. Well, and that's get your there- bias off. We want, to, we want to clean these goggles off, and I want you to listen without bias. Because you, you can't read God's word rightly until you get that bias out of the way. We're going to talk to you from God's word today. Exactly. Now, when we're talking about that scenario, we're not talking about somebody who has. You okay, re- Joanna? Well, we're not talking no. about. Wait, hang on, hang <laughs> okay. on. We're not talking about somebody who repeatedly does it and has no we're remorse not talking or unforgiving. We're talking about bad behavior. Yeah, we're talking about the 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 person who made it one time stupid mistake. Yeah, I've known people repentant. that have done this and they were married and they got through it. Yeah, they're still married today and they're a great testimony to Jesus Christ. It can be done. Right, I agree. If yeah. you're going to forgive like Jesus forgave you, well, then by God, you got to do this, yeah. right? We're okay, not talking so, about the abuse individual. Don't look right. for the justifications on why you don't have to listen. How about the justifications on why right. you should? Exactly. Okay? 
So let's clean those lenses off and let's hear the word submission correctly. Right. Without exactly. a bias. I hope I help some of y'all clean them smudges off today with that little uh, analogy. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, and that's a great, and you're right about that. And and I and as women, I don't I don't know about you, Joanna, but when I try to be a non feminist and I try to you know stay with the Bible, I get people just look at me. Now I've got some people who understanding like oh, we have the rule at my we have that agreement. You're not going to go to lunch with women by yourself. No. I'm not going to go to lunch with um, guys by myself. And for a long time, up until this last year, I was the only girl in my department. And there was many a times and many a meetings, I was the only girl, but I never went to lunch with them by myself. We didn't go to lunch. They would go to lunch. They would, hey, Anna, do we bring you back something? And like my direct supervisor and other, they respected it. My supervisor didn't even, wouldn't even ask me, hey, Anna, he'd look around. There's no women. He'd go, you mean bring you back something? He wouldn't even ask me to go. But I've had others who just kind of roll their eyes like... You know, you know what's funny is when I go study at the coffee shop, there's this big community table with a plug in the middle, and everybody with laptops gets there. So typically, if you sit at the big table, mm-hmm. it's conversations on. Okay, if I'm there, some girl sits down uh, down the way a little bit. We we talk, and I can see they kind of give me these brief answers, and I'll say, "Hey, I just want you to know, I'm very very married." <laughs> and then they they go, "Oh, thank you." Now I've actually had yeah. girls thank me for telling them that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for telling me that. Now they're willing to talk, yes. right? So. Well, it takes off the tension and the, you know, the guard, they put, they put their guard. Right. So I want to, I want to interject because there's women out there that were married to men like I was. My ex-husband, he purposely got a vasectomy so that he could cheat without getting women pregnant. Oh my gosh. No lie. 100% true. And so we're talking about, um, Oh, circum- because he knew you couldn't get pregnant. So, aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ding, ding. She had a hysterectomy. That's why he knew she couldn't. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so our every woman's circumstances who is listening yeah. today has been through um, uh, level zero to level 100. Right. But if yeah. we're going to say, I, I will submit to Jesus... We cannot not say, I won't submit to my husband. I still had to learn how to yes, submit to this type of man, and I did it. Yeah. And I, and I, and I lived. He even complimented the- you. I mean, he sure yeah, did. He even gave you a compliment. Yeah, he even well, complimented well, now you. Now that you're the perfect wife, it's too late. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the perfect wife. You're like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. the Lord removed him. And it's yeah, going to make you a perfect wife for somebody else. <laughs> I'm still praying. He's going to make you a perfect wife for somebody else. One day, one day. We we went off, didn't we, Pastor? We sure did, but anyway, we hope you know you're what? all entertained Welcome to MDA. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. With a but dude yeah, in the middle. But yes. It gets re- crazy. Dude in the middle. Yeah. No, and you're right about that submissive. And that's what happens is I, we hear that all the time where the woman's like, oh, I love Jesus. And I'm, this is about Jesus and Jesus this. And then do you submit to your husband? No. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all that sudden that, their word. face yep. changes. I, and ain't you're nobody like, going to tell me what to do. Well, do you submit to Jesus? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. He said, submit to your, your husband. husband. No, not that. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like parents coming into their, you know, the, the room where the kids are playing video games and they say, okay, it's uh, time to go to bed. Well, not right now. Uh, I mean, not not now. I'm on level 12. Come Five on. more minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, I told you to do it. You know, you're supposed to submit. So, you know, people tend to say, I'm a believer in Jesus. Oh, God bless. The, you know, I'm I'm a Christian. And then he tells you to do something and you say, well, oh, oh, but not that. 
Not right now. I, I'm on level 12. I, I, I got other things going on. And then we justify what we should and should not have to obey from the Lord. Well, I'm going to obey this set of rules, but not these. Right. By the way, I hold them with my bias. You either obey Jesus or you don't, friends. Right. It is the same with respect, because I'll hear women who don't want to respect other men, you know, because the Bible says respect your husband. There's no condition. I had to explain that to one woman. There is no condition in that word. She's quite upset with me about that. And I'm like, but, and that goes further. It's not just respecting your husband. It's all men that you need to respect. And why I say that, there is no possible way for me to respect Ray and not the men around him. Because I would be disrespecting him if I disrespected the men around him. It wouldn't be right. I would never disrespect my boss. Why, I mean, so so I don't think God said only respect your husband. You can disrespect anybody else. He doesn't say that when he's talking about respecting our husbands. It's all women respecting the men in general. And I'm not saying we're excusing bad behavior. I'm not saying we're accepting abuse. You can be respectful at a distance. Now, ladies, when this is talking about submitting, this does not mean that the man is superior to you. Right. This does not indicate inferiority on an intellectual basis or on a rank basis of any kind. This is talking about God's order. A comes before B. Yes. B comes before C. A's not better than B. It's just in order. It comes before. A is not superior. Okay. It's just, it's in order and everything is on a standard based on that order. We all know our ABCs. Right. A's not better than B. I know some words where A is not even in the word and B is in there several times. And exactly. that doesn't make it better. It's just in order. So the submission idea is not that we're better or outrank or you're inferior to men. It does not mean that in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Your, your goggles are gotten dirty. You're misreading the term. God has an order in the submission thing here because it, it's the way a marriage functions. You, you notice all the agendas out there are pushing everybody out of the order. Yes, I saw an ad. They're up, trying to tear yes. families down. They're trying to push families apart. They're trying to take husband away from wife. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, gosh, they're even trying to redefine genders now. Right. Everything's getting all messed up. Why? To destroy this order because the mm-hmm. Satan does not want you to agree with or to get under this order. You have to get in this order. And Satan's working very hard at messing it all up. He's been doing it for years, and he's got most people duped. Right. They got them fooled. So let's get some clear goggles on. Right. Let's think about submission here. Right, because I saw an ad today for Verizon, and of course they made the husband, the dad, look stupid. The The mom and the children were the most brilliant. I'm like, why can't you just have an ad that says, hey, it's 25 bucks? Why do you have to insult the man? Because it's conditioning. Yes, it's conditioning and agenda. It's cultural conditioning that men are stupid. Exactly. And women don't have to submit to a stupid man. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, is, I mean, Abigail did. Abigail was submissive to her husband and respectful. And she, yeah, even though she can use the word, he was a fool. Didn't he his was. name mean stupid? Yes, it did. Fool. Hey, That's, stupid. Come here. Yeah. 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 So even though she knew that, she still stayed respectful. <laughs> she still stayed in submission. And she wound up not only rescuing all the men in the family, but she got to marry the king. Yeah, that, and that's that's the girl we're based on yeah, right here. Because she was in a bad situation that she didn't ask for, but yet she stayed in biblical order. Every step of the, the way, way she did it God's way, way. even if yes. she didn't understand it. Exactly. And it's okay if we don't understand it, we still got to do it. Yeah, and she did what was right. Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. 
we encouraged you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over. Oh, 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 o